the cinema swirl. Spooky swirl, that is. Elba once again, back from the grave. <laughs> like Dr. Frankenstein and his zombie monster of the titular <laughs> Frankenstein fame. Cinema swirl is back. And diddly dee, it's episode 23 with my OTP. It's Sammy C. Hello. We're back after a long two-week break. <laughs> yeah, it was a long two-week break, wasn't it? Um, you know, sometimes in life you watch a Catholic movie and then the Catholic guilt just takes over and you're just like, you know what, we can't do that anymore. You know, to the best of my ability, I want to kill Cinema Swirl. I wanted to stop that brand. I didn't want there to be any episodes ever. So kudos to those of you who said that Cinema Swirl was dead because that is exactly, exactly <laughs> what we was going for there. Yeah. You know, we've long history of killing off popular franchises and never bringing them back. Mm-hmm. So, you know, par for the course here on Cinema Swirl. Hey, once again, I'm Kevin, joined by uh, Sam here as we go through our trapes through Tinseltown and a few graveyards along the way. Mm-hmm. You know and we're talking about, of course, Sam seeing some of the films which he's not seen before. I've not seen any of the films. I think, do you wonder if people thought that, like, the problem was. Is, like, I'd started watching films. <laughs> I'd like, just. Fuck it, mate. Like, you know. Like, somewhere. You know what? Put The Godfather in the DVD player. I don't give a shit. Well, mate, like, put it in. <laughs> You have seen some films? I have seen some films, yeah, sure. But, I mean, you've not been watching the classics. I've been deliberately avoiding the classics, yeah. So, just so you know, right, in this whole time, these, Mm -hmm. like, six or so months since we've passed... about seven months. Six, seven months, like, that's that's good, like, whole time, in the back of your head, you've been like, not, no, mate. Can't watch classic films. Sometimes they come up on the TV. I was going to say, like, as, as, you know, no more so than we were talking about, you know, Jesus in the last episode, Mm. where, have there been temptations in the desert? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> to watch a classic film like is the devil like has a snake been like nudging you at the DVD collection or has a snake been like I don't have the sky plus you know well that's just an apple no it's not it's a good film you should check it out not really there's not been that many opportunities I just sometimes see things on telly and I think but then I just I avoid it cause it's nice to know that sake like, of the podcast yeah you've kind of accepted that you're broken yeah th- I mean, this, this feels like it will happen forever now I can't watch films it's kind of like when my parents realised that Teddy Wolf my cherished childhood bear mm. was beyond dilapidated and they couldn't repair anymore they thought you know what it's kind of like part of its charm that it's missing an eye it's got a wonky mouth yeah that's you basically that's me (laughs) I'm a sort of broken mangled teddy bear I'm just a broken damn piece of meat (laughs) (laughs) that's that's me how have you been though in in this time since because I I think a lot of people got worried because like the last episode or two it was like yeah man I'm giving up Pepsi Max life's going good I'm scared about doing this movie about Christianity and then nothing. <laughs> so yeah, so what's happened in the intervening times, I found uh, the word of our Lord and Saviour, Jesus Christ. That's good, because I mean, that glitch that happened before we played the movie, that was that was freaked God. Me out, freaked me out, and that, you know, I took that as the message that it was. I've been back on the Pepsi, <laughs> caffeinated up. Hitting it hard. Having a great time. No, nothing, very little has changed. Still off the Pepsi, guys. Still going. You know what? And this is going to sound horrible. Yeah. I, I don't know if it speaks to your branding, okay. or if it speaks to the cold, callous nature of the Cinema Swirl fan base. Yeah. But on the intermittent times I did check out the, the Twitter and Facebook since, there has been a lot of like, I bet 
Sam is relapsed. <laughs> I fucking bet. And they're, oh. they're embarrassed. That's why they're not doing anymore. When I saw you and I said I was still off the Pepsi, you had assumed that I would have relapsed and just started drinking it again. Oh, I thought you would have drank, like, other things. No. Like, I had this thing in my head that you would be drinking Coke Zero. I'd be like, ah, <laughs> but I never said I couldn't drink Coke Zero. Technically. <laughs> technically. <laughs> it's not Pepsi, man. Or, like, you would have caffeine-free Pepsi. No. And then, like, a caffeine pill supplement afterwards. I've had no caffeine since January. Okay, now, because obviously, you know, this is... Film podcast. Film podcast. <laughs> so we have to know, for yep. the sake of the film podcast, how do you feel? Do you feel better? Do you feel worse? I mean, over seven months, this is good data we're getting here. Yeah. How do you feel overall? Because I remember at the start you were like, oh, I was really, really bad, but now I feel a little bit better. Mm. How about now overall, like day to day? Just fucking tired. It, really? The, the only difference is I just sleep easier. When I go into bed to go to sleep, I'd fall asleep. Whereas before, I'd be up trying to get to sleep. Right, so you yeah. find it easier to, to nod off. Do yeah. you find when you wake up in the morning, though? I don't just... feel better. Like, I don't feel, oh, I'm more active. I've got, I've regulated my body clock. I can... Like, are you shitting more? I, I don't know. I... <laughs> I've not, you, I've not you kept a record. You've not been keeping the diary. I've not been comparing a 2015 poo schedule to 2016. I just kind schedule. of prefer the shits from Cinema Swirl like last year. I just think, <laughs> yeah, the first year the shits weren't so good. The second year, well, the, uh, the episodes, mate. <laughs> hey, right? hey. No. So, I, I'm really sorry we haven't got like a really cool explanation as to where we've been. Yeah, nothing happened. Doing. We just got on with our lives. We moved to different places. We've done you, stuff. You moved away from where you were, and mm-hmm. then I moved further away again still. Yes. Yeah. To the thing in the north, which is Manchester, or Manchester. Wait. I wish I knew that before I moved. That would have been a much better pun for when I was leaving. But, ah. So, we're, we're doing more episodes. Yeah. But, you know. <laughs> The boys have arrived back at their prior destination. Yes. I promised you earlier when you started singing, the boys are back in town to me. You'd deliver a fact. That I would deliver a factoid. My biology teacher in year seven was the same person who taught Phil Linnet biology. So, yeah, there you go. There you go. It's not really a great fact, though, is That's it? That's nice, like, though. It's not like you're going to see a still image of me and Phil Linnett. <laughs> kind of go, did you know no. yeah. Paul Harmy from Castle Knock taught both of these individuals? Maybe one day. One day? Yeah. I'm just saying. I'd like I'd like there to be a series of pointless fact memes. <laughs> did you know the data comparing Sam's poos before and after his Pepsi Max drought the date is not available, so we just we can't make that. Just a blank meme. We've, we've got a bit of a bulging mailbag, mm. you know. Thank you for all your comments, questions, queries. <laughs> kind of like, this is going into the dusty old trailer home we've not been in, you know, or our holiday home. Yeah. We opened up and there's a slew of, of takeaway menus yeah. and, you know, virgin broadband deals. Yes. Uh, we're, we're pushing our way in through the door now and we're going to have a look through. Get into the good stuff of the mailbag. Simon Begley asks, Hello sirs, in your hiatus I've had a burning desire to ask and hopefully receive an answer from both of you regarding a specific ultimatum. Simon asks, Daddy or chips? (laughs) Chips. Chips? Yep. Really? Yep. 
This is kind of like I was going to say, oh, I don't know if it's Rose. It's kind of a nice podcast. We get to reflect on like friends and family and growing up and just chips. That's it. I promise my dad listens to the podcast. Yeah, that's why I was going for the chips, mate. <laughs> chips. chips. I mean, would your dad pick himself or chips? I mean, I'd like to think he'd go for himself at least. How about uh, my dad or chips? Chips. What the fuck is wrong with my dad? Never met your dad. <laughs> He's lovely. <laughs> He's absolutely lovely. All right, having chips with everyone's dad. Yeah? Compromise. I mean, so what is it about chips that you think, like, automatically? It was a straight shot right there. You didn't even you didn't even have to process it. Straight off the bat, just chips. Chips? Yeah. Like, that's the gut. I thought this was, like, a fun word association game. Where it's just like, <laughs> Daddy, chips, chips, next one. <laughs> yeah. Mom or I thought that's what all the email questions would be, and you'd reel them <laughs> off to me. I'd go, chips, done. Next one. I didn't think I'd have to defend myself. So, Daddy and chips, there's no... Is it close, <laughs> even? Yeah, it's pretty close. Like, sure. But you've obviously had this debate in your head before, because you already had that conclusion. Chips, pips it. So, any particular type of chips? Chippy chips from the chip shop. Could you just eat chips on their own? No, you'd have to have some kind of, you know, salt, vinegar, maybe... Uh... Are you a vinegar man? No, but I mean, that's, that's the bare minimum. So, when you're chips... I go for a ketchup. I need to kind of delve into this a bit more, okay? Sure. So your chips, you won't eat them on their own? I mean, I will. Are you I, those, I would. Are you one of those people who's like, oh, chips and cheese, that's a dinner? Nah, no. Okay, because it's that. not, though, is it? It's not a proper dinner. It's not a dinner. Um, what would you dip your chips in? Tomato ketchup. Jesus Christ. What? I've just so much of the chip culture I don't relate to. No. Fucking vinegar and tomato ketchup. What do you dip chips in? I don't really. I mean, I would maybe mustard, like French's mustard. Yeah. I like. Ooh la la, Mr. Fancy Man. I, I'll be honest. I'm gonna. I'm just currying favour because Christmas is coming up, and he usually yeah. gets me like a nice DVD. Or oh, something. you're going for Daddy? I'm gonna go for Daddy. Yeah, I should have um, gone for Daddy, but it's too late. It's now. a little bit late. Like yeah. you can't say that with that finality. I might try and edit this. Question. Edit, like, you know, Daddy, because it's nice. <laughs> <laughs> Chips are okay, but like, you know, during dark moments, tumultuous moments, good moments, sad moments, my father's always there, and I think that my father's love is, is something that's been a constant in my life. Not chips! No, same for me, but with chips. Fucking chips, really? Because you get the physical warmth. <laughs> <laughs> like one time I tried to like eat my dad's and he wasn't having any of it lukewarm at best mate night out you've had a few pints feeling a bit wobbly you don't go get a dad do you? on the way home wrapped in newspaper <laughs> oh it's a bit of an old dad you're not gonna finish that whole thing ah uh, don't worry though cause I'll sleep on the remains of my dad and wake up and dad for Left breakfast dad. way lads 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 dads 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 lad dads is a whole area we've really not looked into not yet for your records, Simon, one vote for dads, one vote for chips. chips. Yeah. Oven chips, is that a thing? or is it? I mean, they're fine, but, I, you know, I like... Microwave chips, because microwave chips is totally like a big fucking Dublin, like, oh, you know, big city living up there with your, with your microwave, microwave chips. Microwave chips. I don't think I've ever had microwave chips. I've just had oven chips or, like, chip shop chips. Because with, with me... Or fries from, like, a... You've not got a deep fryer at home, then? No, no. Okay. Because nah. for me, right, the idea of microwave chips, mm. I just feel that that is, like, a deadbeat dad, you know? Okay, yeah, yeah. you got dad's dad love, micro- chips, chip love, microwave chips, he's referring forgets my birthday he's not proper he's not crunchy like a dad's meant to be you yeah. know I kind of just feel like 
I'm not getting a proper meal. You don't want micro dad. I don't want micro dad. Sorry, no. McCain's. Nice try. Yeah. Connor Wiley mm-hmm. asks, my question is, what was happened in your lives that you could make a horror film out of? Okay, you go first. All I'll suggest is that I used to do a radio show when I lived in Glasgow for a year. Mm-hmm. And it was very, very cold in Glasgow and very dark. It used to get dark before the sun actually even came out in the morning. Right. Uh, and I used to do a radio show there. And I had the coveted 2 to 3 a.m. slot on Saturday nights slash Sunday mornings. On no, prime time. Prime time, motherfucker. And one time when I was coming back at like 2 or so in the morning, um, there, it was so icy that I couldn't actually walk without sipping and killing myself. And there was like no proper lighting on the streets. So I had to grab onto telephone poles and slowly throw myself towards other telephone poles and slide along the oh, ice Jesus. and grab on all the while my legs were shaking. And just before I got home, guys in a car drove around and threw a slushy and hit me in the back of the head. Oh. And I felt it was, it was a little icy and I freaked out because I thought, ah, ice is coming to get me. Yeah. So that will be turned into a horror movie. That's a good horror movie. It is. But I will kind of know, I guess, that's, that's you know, most of my life has probably not been a horror movie worthy, I that's guess. That's nice. Yeah, yeah, it's all right, isn't it? Hmm. Getting sick a lot, That's that's happened to me as well. Yeah. I got sick in a public place quite a few times as a kid. I don't know if that would be a horror movie. Mm. No. Just inconvenient. Just being sick, mate. <laughs> Unless you're really scared of sick. Yeah. You know, that's not really that bad. No. So for me, um, in the intervening time between the last episode and now, I briefly worked in a funeral home. <laughs> um, it's It was fine. It was quite, like, mundane most of the time. But on the first day, I got a little tour of the place and it was like here's the here's the body <laughs> no but like here in the it was like, here's where we make the coffins here's where we carve the headstones here's the office here's the fleet of do, uh, hearses do they have like two piles for the bodies that are going to heaven and the ones that are going to hell well the the, the guy who was giving the tour was like do you want to see where the dead bodies are <laughs> and I said do I need to he was like no I said, well, no then. <laughs> Do you think that, like, if you said just yes, like... like... <laughs> you, know, you know that there's dead bodies in there, mate, don't you? Like, yeah. You know what we put in these coffins, right? Because <laughs> it ain't sandwiches. Yeah. yeah, so that's the only, like, horrific place that I've been for a sustained period of time. Do you feel any mistreat not seeing where the dead bodies are? Because I kind of feel like... I probably should have done. It would have been an interesting... Once in a lifetime life. kind of experience. Yeah. I've never seen a dead body, I don't think. You kind of, like, you didn't come out of there kind of like, yeah, you know that was that's that's how you make that's the invisible job market. You see the dead bodies, you know when they. That's ask a transferable you. skill, isn't it? It is. You put that down in your CV. I have seen dead bodies, and I'm alive to tell the tale. I yeah. can describe them to you yes. in any level of detail you want. Okay, so I've got some questions from Facebook here. I ask people for spooky Break, questions. Breaking the mold, yeah. Facebook. Jamie Albrecht, do you think ghosts are real? No, but no. what I think happens, right? Okay, so ghosts aren't real. But mm-hmm. what I think is when people die, sometimes they can leave like uh kind of like um kind of like um you know like um like uh like a spirit or a mark behind them, okay. which then makes people say stupid fucking shit like ghosts are real and they leave spirits or marks behind them. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. For me, no. Um <laughs> Harry Green asks, were you ever emotionally scarred by a film as a child? 
I think I still like. I remember when I talked about it on this podcast, mm. the whole thing about the alien seeing that movie and then pissing myself. Right, yeah, yeah. I think, oh, that was really funny. Ha ha ha, good for now. I remember listening back to it like a while ago. I was like, geez, that was like literally the most scared I ever was yeah. at, at that point in my life. So I guess, yeah. If I, I, I want to be honest, if I ever find myself in a cupboard again pissing myself, then I'll let you know because if I start going like, ah, flashback type things. Then we'll know. Keep you posted. Um, for me, it wasn't film. It was the head from Art Attack would freak me the fuck really? out. Really? So scared. Used to hide behind the sofa. Oh, shit. Scare the shit. I just me. remember one that really <laughs> fucked me up as yeah? a kid. Really bad. What? I remember there used to be... They surely had these back in the day in, in England here. A Protestant version of it or whatever. But we used to have, like, movies, movies, movies. Or, like, Hollywood magic. And they would show you trailers of upcoming things. Little snippets of press interviews. Just kind of what's happened in the world of film. And they showed a preview of this movie that was coming out called The Mask. And the scene that they showed, like, it's this new movie starring Jim Carrey. And it's really mm. wacky. And he gets up to all sorts of mischief. And like, Jim Carrey, I love that. Yeah. And I said I was all excited. And the clip they showed of this movie, The Mask, to kind of get you in, mm. was him putting on the mask. And you know the way it stretches over his face? He's like, bouncing around the room screaming it stretches over and it takes him over yeah. and then that was it they stopped the clip and then it was like well there'll be a lot of laughs when Jim Carrey's The Mask debuts in theatres this fall and I remember going to bed afterwards and like being a bit scared like having to tell my parents kind of going like I'm so scared right now like what's wrong it's like I, if I close my eyes all I can see is the Jim CGI Carrey being taken yeah, over, Jim Carrey being killed by a wooden mask I don't want to sleep now or ever so yeah that one okay. fucked me so with that in mind uh, Michael Francis asks which is more impacting in horror movies or cinema overall practical effects or CGI I guess there's something about practical effects that are always extra ooky mm. but honestly the stuff that really scares me I think I've come to realise recently so it's CGI mm, not necessarily just the CGI but it's like the stuff that really gets me is not just like ah oh, that looks scary oh that's unsettling it's kind of like concepts or like you know things that are like oh that just seems so fucking miserable and horrifying yeah, yeah. it doesn't necessarily have to be something that's visually like Ugh. yeah you know? I, I think like practical special effects if done right have a certain extra unsettling quality about them it's a movie we've not done yet but if we ever do the thing I think right. that, that's a movie where you can kind of go well practical effects will have this certain kind of tactile grossness to yeah. them that just makes them so much scarier yeah. I think in that sense if it's done right and done to the best it can be done I think practical effects win but that said CGI can still be freaky as well absolutely didn't yeah. you see the Avengers 2 <laughs> no I didn't actually see it was scary man all yeah. the CGI aliens I couldn't believe what I was seeing <laughs> and uh, one last question from Facebook which I think is particularly apt Toby Durant asks has Sam seen The Exorcist if not special Halloween swirl please ricka 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 say what I've not seen The Exorcist what? It'd be funny if I had. It'd be funny if I would. Oh, I actually have an ew cinema swirl over forever. <laughs> so tell me, what do you know about The Exorcist? Okay, there's a girl in it. Yeah. A little girl? A little girl. Her head turns around. <laughs> yeah, okay. Um, does she throw up? She does throw up, yes. They're yeah. sick. Okay. This is coming out, I think, of, and something that's been parodied a lot, a yeah. reference to a lot, because I think you're picking up a, a, a scene, basically, I okay. think, is what you're I've re- I Realising now that all of my knowledge of it is is one scene. And, what and that can't be the whole movie. So the scene you're talking about, the head spinning around. The, the girl is in a bed. Yeah. She's being sick. 
<laughs> the doctor's been called, and she's been sick, they've rang NHS Direct, and there's no help. No help. Her head's spinning round. I don't know if she's being sick while the head's spinning round like a Lord Sprinkler. <laughs> Like that, that would be some good practical special effects. And then she likes, she's rude. She swears a lot. <laughs> some very coarse language. So this episode of Teens from Hell yeah. is basically dealing with a young girl who is just a, a more than a handful. A, okay? a, a menace. A menace to yeah. society. So she's rude. Swears, you say? Yeah, I think so. I, it was like a. Well, like she head spins around and she goes willies. <laughs> Fucking hell. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> <laughs> no, she just her head goes all the way around. She goes, oh fuck! That was, that was Whoa! I didn't know. It would be funny if we could all do that. Yeah. And we just didn't like. Oh wait a minute! What? No oh, one's ever I, tried it. Yeah. I've been turning around my. I'd shoulders. probably swear if, if that happened for the first time. Other than that, I I don't know. I know it's like an X-rated film at the time. I X-rated. Think, so I, what is sexy? Well, no, like. Was this before film certification in the way that we have it now? This movie was banned yeah. in a number of countries, including, drumroll, Ireland. Because yeah. it's dealing with subjects that the Irish Film Board, which uh, had a lot of influence from the church at the time, right. weren't very comfortable with. Now, that being a And they're mind, not fine with sick, are they? No, they hate sick, yeah. and they hate fucking teenagers swearing all so the time. So when you were saying before about... It been a horror film if you were sick. That's because you were raised in Ireland, where that's more of a exactly frowned it's, it's upon. Frowned upon. Yep. And as we all know, the Catholic Church hates young teenagers swearing and cussing. Yeah, actually, you know those high pitched things. And you know, there's a high frequency. Those were first actually developed in uh, in in the Catholic Church outside all churches. There's a high pitch. The hate is the oh, keep down the language. Keep it down. Stop. Take that. Potty mouth elsewhere. Yeah, absolutely. So, do you know what an exorcism is? If we were to perform an exorcism now, you and I, just for the crack, like yeah, just you for, know. The, for the banter. Um, I, it's getting like the bad spirits out of someone, as far as I'm aware. Is it a religious thing? It is a religious thing. Yes. So, is, I thought it was a doctor who comes around, mm. or is it like a priest mm. to get all the bad out? All the bad out. So there's a bad girl. Yeah. And they need a special priest mm-hmm. to come in and get the bad out. Okay. Does so- she stick it out? With <laughs> 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 the priest like, go on, get it out of here. Go on, get it out of here. Hold your hair back. You'll feel better. Yeah. Hold, hold her hair back. Stroke the back of her head. You'll feel better. Go on, I'll devote you. Now, better out than in, huh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've never been so sick that like a bad spirit comes out. So you know the, the a doctor or a priest is coming to get the the bad out. Mm. What's the bad? Like flu? No, like ghosts. <laughs> ghosts. One ghost. Okay. I don't Sing know. Here. Something bad is in in this girl. <laughs> there is something strange. So I, in the neighbourhood. <laughs> who are they going to call? A priest. A priest. Um, I, I think that... So she's probably like a normal girl, mm-hmm. but she's all fucked up from a ghost mm-hmm. or a spirit mm-hmm. or a demon... Oh, a demon. Or a demon. A demon. Or the devil himself. Or I don't an orc. Know. Or, or a <laughs> goblin. Or a fairy. Or an ice mage. Yeah, so they're in her. Mm. And she's been all, oh, fuck this. And how's, how's he going to get it out, do you know? I ha- there's a classic way to, to, to do this. Uh, in my head, like, the first thing that came up was, like, the power of Christ compels you. Yes! 
Is, uh, is that exorcism? That is exorcism. I thought that was when, oh, that's when someone's speaking in tongues. Yeah. But that's kind of the same thing. Okay, so we, we won't ah. get a lot of this now here. Yeah, we'll okay. Because I will say, this is a movie that's been fucking... It's been taken and bits that have been used so, so much. I mean, I remember when I was younger, I wasn't allowed to watch this movie. Yeah. But like, this was very much... No, you, absolutely not. Mm. No, no ifs, ands, or buts. You're not watching that. You're not watching that. And if you try and like order a tape of it, like I, my brother tried to do at one point, no, no, it'll go in the fire. No, not allowed. <laughs> in the fire. Like people, and my, my family was never particularly religious. Like, you know, that movie was still viewed as being like, no, no, absolute no, no. Sorry, I love the way when you're opening your, your water bottle there, you held it away from the from the microphone because you're so used to it being Pepsi Max and going, when you, it's okay, you're in the still water realm now, you're alright. I turn away from the mic to breathe in. turn away But that movie was banned. It was actually banned in the country for many, many years. So I didn't get to see it. I think it was banned in the UK as well. I think it actually extended mm. to the UK as well, yeah. yeah. But I know the ban in Ireland lasted for fucking ages, and I only actually ended up watching it finally, finally. I think it was when either we got Sky Movies, right. or a mate of mine, like, who was mad, you know, it was everyone else who was mad into horror movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, kind of a guy who keeps the curtains closed all the time and has lots of horror movies on DVDs. Yeah, yeah. Those guys. I finally watched it then when I was like around 13 or 14. Okay. And it did scare the pants off me at the time. Right. It was a movie, though, that was made way back when. It's still hits most scary movies like yeah the top list still scary now as in I think if you go to most of the scariest movies video nasties Exorcist yeah, absolutely there. like it's it's up there for a lot okay. of people quick question yeah. is, the, is the you might not know this but is the version that we're watching the one that was shown and banned yeah it's the same thing yeah Okay. So we're watching... It's not being like cut and No, no, we're watching the, the uncut version. We're watching... The, that is the, the... No! Ah, scary. The yeah. release one now is actually the full uncut one. Yeah, we're watching what is essentially meant to be a dog shit scary movie. Okay. So this is meant to scare the pants off us. Right. Now, when we've watched some scary movies before, you've had mixed reactions, I guess. Yeah. Shining I... scared you? Yes, it did scare me. Freddy? <laughs> <laughs> Freddy was it was fun, wasn't he? He was fun, wasn't yeah. he, Freddy? It's a bit scary, but bit scary. more fun. Alien? Alien was freaky. Alien was freaky. But the shining is the one that has like stuck with me. It's like Ugh. And why was it with the shining again that just kind of when we're going into this kind of see because it, it like I don't think boo blah that no, doesn't necessarily get you. That's not it. Well it does get me. If like boo blah, I, jump scares you're yeah, scary. I get scared, but then that doesn't last as long as something that's really like Like a jump scare is not gonna keep you up at night but the fucking bath thing yeah and the shining the sense of dread yeah yeah that it it puts a feeling in you that just goes through the whole thing so do you think you're going to be scared by this movie i would hope so have you heard the kind of the scuttlebutt about this being scary shit yeah yeah but like i don't know whether it's regarded as good Mm. or just really really scary or people regard it as being like an excellent film okay and also and being also very scary dreadfully scary okay and for many people this is like you know the holy grail isn't this is the the, the, the scariest movie mm. now I've not seen this since I was 13 or 14 okay so what I'm most interested to see with this when we're going in is does this hold still, up you know yeah. 
because I think a lot of times with the scary movies we've found anyway mm. that time is not their ally no no especially with regards to effects and things like, so make sure we're not watching we're not watching the remake of this now or one no. of the many many it's a TV show yeah I know yeah. Ah. It's a full fucking franchise. Yeah, when I was going to uh, legally buy it, <laughs> I saw all these other links to the TV show. So, ah, all these okay. links in the DVD shop. In the DVD shop. That's what we call signs. They're links. They're links to other parts of the store. Yeah. Are you? You seem to be like a little, a little unsettled now. Are you? Are you uh, dreading watching this? No, because I want to see the head turn around and the set come out. Um, Keep in mind that's one scene. And how so about you? What's the rest of the movie? Well, that's it. Though we were two hours and. That's minutes. all I know. Like the guy comes into the house, the girl's like and throwing up and spinning round. Yeah. That's all I know of it. But there must be more than that. The theme? There must be other locations even. Do you know the theme? The theme. Very famous theme. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Is that so? That's the exorcist. Yeah, yeah. Is that tubular bell? It is. Ah, okay. Very yeah. good. Yeah. Ding. Well, Sam's going into Sinistral already with a hundred points. Correct. <laughs> Correctly answered. You can either gamble that now by going to do a cinema swirl or bank what you've got. What would you like to do, Sam? I'll take the gamble. Let's go do a cinema swirl. to go for gold and instead of banking your points you went and watched The Exorcist <laughs> how do you feel honestly a bit sick slight I feel a bit weird now this is like this was like with The Shining I think I'm either just hungry or that freaks me out and made me a bit queasy because we did actually have a decent sized lunch and a bit of cake in town earlier so I'm reckoning it's not that you're hungry no are you freaky feeling film. it's freaky freaky would you say just gut reaction just coming like we're literally well it is a gut reaction I it feel is sick man feeling your yeah, gut like. but just from coming up the stairs there now I mean I know when I was walking the stairs the lights were off I was like ugh yeah. And I've seen that shit before. Mm. More or less scary than previous movies you think we've seen? Scarier than Nightmare on Elm Street. Yeah. Um, more, like, scary, scary than The Shining, but perhaps not... So I not don't the... know if it's as much enduringly freaky. So you think that in a few hours you'll be alright, like? I don't know. It's it's similar, I think. Yeah, but you think, I guess, compared to The Shining, which is more of a so, slow sense of dread, this is like... <laughs> like, there's lots of really yeah. fucking shocking, yeah, disturbing yeah. stuff being thrown at you non-fucking-stop. Mm-hmm. Boo indeed. Boo indeed. This movie was interesting because starting it off, I did have a big concern. Yeah. And I was concerned that I thought this movie had an uphill struggle to scare us. Because, nice afternoon, we just here, we're hanging out all day, haven't seen each other in ages, yay, recording, whoop de what? 
and you thought our positivity would yeah, yeah. I, I thought your friendship would ruin any decent scares <laughs> not and so for a moment that sickened me that the power of friendship and joy would triumph and I thought that shit's been happening way too much recently with happiness winning I don't want that no, sorry. I, I want a miserable moment here and I thought because we were talking going into this like oh maybe it's an age so well because I've heard people kind of ragging on the fact the exorcist tops a lot of these scary movie polls mm. but for my money anyway I do think that it's still a fucking scary ass movie yep because we watched it with Joe as well and the three of us laid back watched it it's kind of it's rife for like pointing going ah but the three of us were fucking we were quite quiet and yeah there's no that. taking quiet and then there's unsettled quiet yeah I think and I could tell was, that it was a, unsettled quiet yeah there was kind of a chill in the air so to speak there were little bits where you go but not not many funny bits really. I think that the bit that had you lost the most or had the least amount of impact or connection is like the opening like 10 or so minutes yeah kind of Indiana Jones I think that was honestly because I was like this is definitely the exorcist that we've got here <laughs> you weren't sure like some other film I think that snuck in Indiana Jones too because this bloke <laughs> who's walking around the start in northern Iraq looks like one of the baddies from Indiana Jones some white haired white dude looking around at old relics and dusty old rocks yeah it wasn't what I was expecting from the exorcist for the opening scene but it, like, it's not a bad surprise it was did, quite did you like the big kind of shot of the Virgin Mary statue while yeah, you watched it scary Mary scary yeah. Mary it was, it was scary you took a few fucking lines of rosary beads for that type of attitude <laughs> do you know that when I was in boarding school mm-hmm. I had to sleep underneath a giant ass 15 foot statue of the Virgin Mary I didn't know that it was very very big and my mother complained that I had to sleep under it what if it fell on you (laughs) (laughs) if it fell on me you've got a pretty much open and shut case there like you know I mean you've got to win right I mean actually if I was crushed by the Virgin Mary think about it 14 15 year old child you know in boarding school crushed by the statue of Virgin Mary most people would read that and assume it's some sort of roundabout punishment for masturbating too much <laughs> they would have thought they, they would have used yeah. me to scare off other children in the future yeah. now look see, you'll end up like Kevin you'll end up crushed <laughs> with a statue of weight of Catholic guilt physically and literally like so the old man is travelling about town and we're definitely definitely watching The Exorcist here I do like when the old man stares down this evil ass statue that makes all the dogs go yeah he's, he's digging up some mysterious tat isn't he just some like <laughs> brick and some brick and brack <laughs> car boot sale bits and bobs that he's found underground any five for a pound so that little coin thing yeah that's significant significant I don't know why it's some sort of a talisman I'm there's that there's like a little model of a scary looking scary monster thing. face and then he sees the big statue that seemed to have a dick or like a <laughs> like a snake dick there was a phallic there was a phallus there definitely yeah scary thing that thing do you I mean, some people get really freaked out by animals freaking out and uh, right. a lot of this movie seems to kind of prey on what instinctually humans are we're meant to be afraid of or unsettled by honestly I just thought that was just a shot of two dogs having a weird fight and freaking out I was like <laughs> look at that statue it's a dick no it's a snake <laughs> <laughs> I didn't read too much into the dogs actually yeah well appara- yeah. apparently something that's meant to unsettle humans is if you see uh, animals, animals in out. distress it's meant, we're meant to take that as like a cue like an instinctual thing almost could be pure bugs. not human mate not, I'm not 
human. Chaplin, no. <laughs> You're a lizard disguised as a human. So we head to our main setting, which is Georgetown. A lovely little quaint area where mm. nothing terrible or possibly could possibly go wrong. From that opening shot, it does look proper grotty, Georgetown. It looks a bit I love that, because you grim. said when, at the start, you're like, oh, it's Lincoln. It looks like Lincoln <laughs> from outside. And, you know, all respect to Lincoln, but it's Lincoln. There's yeah. a roundabout way of praising our life choices. <laughs> We've both moved away yeah. from somewhere that's grim. And, and that was one of the instances, a lot, there were a lot early on, of like the, the slow zoom. Yeah, the film employs a lot, a lot of zooms in and out quite often throughout the film. I don't, uh, it was fine. Yeah, I'm okay with the zoom, but I noticed it. it At the out. start, you were ragging on the zoom. Yeah. I, I was worried it was going to become a star wipe almost type. It kind of know. felt like that, which is, you know, fine and, you know, it's okay, but it's the thing that stuck out that made. Uh, took you out of your suspension of disbelief, yeah, I guess. For a second, and made me think about how the film was made and the zoom. That's interesting because, like, I was definitely on board with that at the start because I want you pointed out, and then of course, I like the non media graduate fucking notices this. Yeah, thanks a lot, media graduates everywhere. Sorry, ruining shit, you know. But anyway, I was into that, I was like definitely noticing it. But then, around like halfway through, or even a third of the way through, I stopped noticing it yeah, because I realized I was probably too like there scared. were probably loads of zooms, but I just was too freaked out to notice it. But the start, when you're like, oh, he's in Iraq, oh, we're in Georgetown, what's going on? That's zoom, when I have zoom, the time zoom. to go, oh, there's a zoom there. Another zoom. Yeah, I'm not scared. I can be a prick. <laughs> <laughs> so we meet mum, and mum checks on our daughter. And we have a very nice idyllic relationship between mum and daughter Regan. This lovely little kid seems sweet as a button. Mum seems sweet as a button as well. I mean, the mum is like a bit mean to kind of distant, servants. I guess, right? Oh yeah, that's like because she's a celebrity, isn't she? She's she's, a, a, she's an actor. Yeah. Yeah. So she's she's kind of you see her at the start when she's doing all these kind of scenes and stuff and mm. but she doesn't treat the help particularly well yeah. no and I noticed that a couple of times throughout that you know she's nice to her daughter and obviously cares about her very much but with other people she's a bit snooty a bit mean so that was the servants and later on like the operator or something she's properly rude and it's think. almost as if you kind of she deserves this is what you're saying Sam, you <laughs> I'm know? saying if you're a bit rude to uh, you know service staff <laughs> then you deserve for your daughter to be possessed by the devil <laughs> You do this thing like cautionary tales for adults. If you're rude to certain stuff, well, that's we'll, what I took from the film. We'll come and get yeah. your daughter. And we won't get you. <laughs> we'll get your immediate family. <laughs> we know your weaknesses. We know where you're vulnerable. Yeah. We get the iconic theme pretty early on. Um, the mum is like walking home from somewhere. Yes, we're just coming back from the from the scene. Some people can hear that and not get freaked out. I I don't think it's a freaky theme. I think it's quite. I think it's fine. It's it's not. It isn't scary to me. I don't. I like it. I when I think of that, I think of The Exorcist. I guess. I think I've heard it in isolation from The Exorcist in other stuff. I was at dinner once with my dad when I was like fifteen. We went. We went to the seaside for a few days uh, at a hotel. Yeah. And me and my dad were having dinner and had a nice restaurant dinner. And a pianist came on and he was playing some tunes and all that. And my dad was like, "Oh, there's that song. There's this song. Bit of a music fan." He break into. Randomly, I know he broke into tubular bells. And I went really, really quiet. Is that song from The Exorcist, or is, is it a song? No, it's its own song. It absolutely is. Right. People do view it as its own song because my dad was like, "Oh, Tubular Bells, that's a yeah." Know. My dad definitely wasn't uh, an Exorcist fan. But I remember me looking around and thinking, "How many people in here right now are thinking about the fucking horrible shit chill. in this movie?" Like, who here else can't focus on the chowder right now? Because <laughs> I'm one of them, you know. And I bet the penis is there going. Ha, 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 
think of Salmon Blair with that crucifix. <laughs> Loads of sick and calling people cunts. <laughs> I'm gonna ruin your meal. But no, I think I'm alright with it. I'm okay. I, I think still won't really associate it with it. I, I like it as a piece of music. I guess you got a lifetime of enjoying the song before yeah. you've had this association. Yeah. Can't 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 say the same for myself. So the kids just hanging around at home, ask for a horse. Devil! <laughs> Devil! Oh mom. Can we get a horse? A lot of the questions kind of with this is like, at what point is is there a devil? Do you think there's a little bit of I devil I think the there? horse was like a request from the devil. I'm just saying like, <laughs> I want a horse. To sacrifice. <laughs> <laughs> I love to ride around. Its hair is so pretty. No, I think for at that point, she's cute girl. Just wants a horse because she's horse. got rich parents and is like, I'll have a horse. Have horse. a horse. Yeah. I want to give my daughter a horse so I'm buying as many Findus lasagnas as possible. <laughs> Just stockpile and they'll put them all together. In the shape of a horse. Well, I'll skim Mostly. off all the, the kind of cream and the weird crusty stuff from the top and then I'll mould the horse out of the, yeah. the red bit. I mean, that is probably more horrific than what we've seen in that film. Like a, a facsimile horse <laughs> made of like frozen lasagna and mush just together. Just saying, next time you go to Iceland, you hear... Just imagine me making a hell horse out of lasagna. And we introduced to our priest... Father Karras, who has pretty much a shit life. His yeah. mum is sick, he's not enjoying his job, he has got the unenviable task of being the psychiatric consult for a fucking church of priests. Can you imagine mm. the shit this man has heard? <laughs> this is great, it's like a movie which like in the future, it's like, oh god, even worse what he's heard. Oh, is it people questioning their faith and being a bit homesick? No, it's yeah. that much worse shit than that. His mother is fierce ornery. Ornery? I know, so that's my new word I'm using what's or- ornery ornery like a mule is ornery like I want to do this shit like I don't want to be looked like after stubborn stubborn ornery ornery ah. I think that's uh, God I hope that's what that word is <laughs> if we're going to find out like sexy yeah. or something like that everyone's going to think I've got the hots for this feeling thing. ornery feeling <laughs> ornery is a different thing he visits his, his mum's dinky little flat and she's all sick but doesn't want to go and get the proper help that she needs of course we've all been there <laughs> <laughs> the girl is at home uh, doing arts and crafts yeah. and she's a Ouija board a Waluigi board <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying right arts and crafts mm. are a gateway to Ouija which is a gateway to the devil yeah so no child of mine is gonna go near no beads art. no maybe some arts but definitely no crafts. Well, you know, when all the arts funding gets cut, I, I'm, I'm going to be happy because we've not got that link to Mate, when the Tories cut the crafts funding, that's <laughs> when we know shit is really hit the fan. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Paintings and pottery, whatever. But you're telling me you're getting rid of fucking crocheting? Are you shitting me, Cameron? Seriously? Back in my day, every kid would get a Ouija board given to them on their 10th birthday by the government, but not, not, anymore. <laughs> not anymore. In my days, they pay you to have a Ouija yeah. board. Think about that for a moment. Have you ever had any experience with Ouija? No. Never even... Because re- it's the fucking horror movie thing and it makes everything go wrong. I'm not going to do it. I know it's a goof. I know it's not real. But I'm not going to put my fingers on the little dude. Yeah. Dad, You're not gonna put on the doodads. And move it around the board so it tells me 
there's a dead person there. I don't want to do it. <laughs> you don't want, it is, it's actually scary the idea of that. Or should we do some bonus content while we play with a Ouija board? Yes. I wanted one experience with a Ouija board. I got my best mate back home, Paddy. I bought him a Ouija board, a Hellboy-themed yeah. Ouija board, because I thought it looked really nice. A really mm. nice laid-out Ouija board. And I got him that for Christmas. And then that Christmas, he and I got like literally paralytically drunk. And then we're like, let's use the Ouija board. Let's contact Chris Benoit. Oh, and then we were, we were too scared. <laughs> so we didn't follow through on it. That's my only experience. So we can touch on this later, but uh, recently I've started working at a cinema. Oh, and There's really? a film out now called Ouija, right? Which is fine. Uh, so I deal with people who are buying tickets and will say the name of the film. So usually I get like Ouija, Ouija. Ouija. <laughs> what the hell? That's what I was going Oh shit, sorry, sorry. <laughs> sorry. It's okay. No, it's fine. Just one woman came and was like, Ouija. <laughs> <laughs> Yep. <laughs> Let me put that through for you. Sorry, this is like the worst Pokemon noise yeah. ever. Oh no, a wild Ouija appears. Ouija! Ouija <laughs> wanna be doing that. Right. She's been playing with Ouija boards. Hey, Ouija boards. Not good. good. Cute moment in bed, though, don't they? Where they're like, you know, your birthday's on a Sunday this year. Exciting, yeah. Very nice. And then she's like, yeah, you're like that Burke guy, huh? He's a bit of a Burke, isn't he? What? The name Burke? Burke. Burke I, Jennings. I, I, as I've been told plenty of times since moving to the UK, if I'm going to come over here, I better learn to speak the fucking language, mate. Yeah. That's all I've been told. That was actually on, like, when I came into England, there was a giant banner uh, overlooking in the docks that said, you've got to come here and speak the fucking language. Yeah. So I've, I've obviously, you know, trying to ingratiate myself with your culture, learning words like uh, Wazak, Burke, Biv. <laughs> <laughs> Bin Orny Ornery Ornery <laughs> Oija um, What is a Burke? Right, Burke is an insult And it comes Do you know where it comes from? I have no idea Right, you know Berkshire yeah. It's spelled Berkshire and they, um, <laughs> Right Berkshire Hunt It's Cockney rhyming slang For a rude word Oh I see For a see you next Tuesday Yeah I think so I th- okay. That's where I've been told It's from Because they used to be like So a Burke is kind of A roundabout way Of saying that Yeah But in a It's a much softer way For you know It's twice removed Yeah It's a removal Of the Cockney rhyming slang Which in of then, itself Is a removal Yeah God that's not a safe Padding in layers mm. That's okay So like kids will call People Burks But I think Ultimately they're Calling each other cunts. Is a Biv a real one Or does it make Oh. I think you made up Biv. Okay, I made you up Biv. keep using Biv. Keep using Biv. And eventually, if we get it published in enough things, it'll go in the dictionary. How about Wazak? Wazak's Wazak's a one. What is a Wazak? Well, um, Wazakshire in. Uh, <laughs> 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 but like I remember being obsessed you know I was obsessed with the word Wazak yeah like, it's a great word because you told me and I was convinced you was like made up but no but it's real because I know a lot of my words from like the Beano reading as a kid like I know what a chortle is yeah. I know what a teehee is mm. you know I know M- mostly what, laughter I know what a mum and a dad is I know yeah. that it's tradition to beat a child with a slipper all because of the Beano but a Wazak but a Wazak funny word it sounds like something from Dungeons and Dragons yeah ah yeah. plus three Wazak you know Gubbins Gubbins? Yeah. No, hang on. No. Gubbins are baddies from uh, from something. Are they? They're, they're little grub things, aren't they? No, I thought they were just like little bits and bobs. Oh, gubbins. Like, get all the gubbins out. What's a, what's a cranny? That's another thing. Oh, it's got. similar to a nook. Okay, all right. <laughs> now, this is really... I can't believe you know, you... There's a small gap. You know, I've been here all this time and you never think to ask. Yeah. yeah. I, uh, I Guys, 
What is a cranny? Am I right? Is this thing on? <laughs> What's the deal with crannies? But she's she starts talking. She she gets a little bit feisty here. Uh, yeah, she's like, talking about Burke and the uh, director who her mother's working. Yeah, yeah. With. And there was one line which is like, "Oh, you you like him, don't you? You wanna you wanna marry Burke?" Ooh. And she says, "Of course I like him. I like pizzas too, but I'm not gonna marry one." That's which is like a, a solid, solid line. Advice. I love that. But it's yeah. great life advice. Yeah, kind of like pizza, but you gonna get married? You gonna settle in? You gonna exactly. So. You have a joint account with a fucking pizza? <laughs> I don't think so, okay? When you're working a full-time job and trying to raise two kids, where the fuck's pizza going to be? Yeah. On the table, where's, okay? Where's the money gone when you just come home and there's a big pile of garlic and herbs? Yeah, it's like, <laughs> uh, I don't know. <laughs> Stop with all these questions. Yeah. <laughs> so we have the priest um, now having discussions about how he's lost his faith, essentially. Yeah. Because his mum was sick and he has to deal with all this horrible shit that he doesn't believe believe anymore that there is a God or that he should be serving in the church so mm. we're getting introduced to the fact that our, our priest is not necessarily there's a lot of doubt there exactly he's a damaged fellow as they say mm. now we heard earlier on that there's been noises in the attic she thinks there's rats up there yeah which the Nazi butler is like of course there's no rats up there so of course in the middle of the goddamn night when the lights are working she decides to pop up into the attic and yeah. this was the moment where I started hearing the oh the from me from you and from Joe who's also watching yeah. now that's because when you're exploring a dark room by candlelight something's gonna jump out at you yeah. like you can feel it were you expecting no- jump scares yeah well I don't know but in that kind of scene that is set up for oh, horror <laughs> like yeah, proper yeah. sorry guys but proper like you choose every <laughs> don't say sorry because you're not gonna change your behaviour you've done it like fucking ten okay. times sorry but um <laughs> yeah the, the proper like dark room quiet jump scare and there is one but it's just it's not the jump scare you no, expect no it's like a, a comedy jump scare almost it's just the butler the, like but the, 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 the candle flame, the flame yeah. shoots up on it it's like whoa don't know what that is some sort of demon candle mm. I'm assuming but then the Nazi butler man is just like oh there's no rats up here it's fucking it, it shows you that the, the movie has a great sense of atmosphere that they can take something as tried and tested as going up into a dark room at night even without a styra one of those pull down stairs things ah uh, no right the thing about that when she goes up there she pulls down those stairs yeah the noise it makes is really familiar to me because we've got one of those at my mum and dad's house and when that comes down it's yeah that more than anything in that scene freaks me out because I'm like that is familiar I know what that sounds like and it's yeah ever been in an attic and scared yeah yeah yeah. attics are scary places it's dark I I, I just know the positive memories of the attic because the attic is where all my toys and shit that I had to put up there when I didn't have any more space yeah and I would often just go back to the attic and be like ha Star Wars way and then go back down again so yeah. joyful place for me I mean, joyful, joyful for me place. it's like there's just loads of suitcases up there but I think like uh, <laughs> what's in those suitcases <laughs> you know just full of spiders or something I don't know <laughs> It's horrible. We have a priest uh, taking out big bunches of flowers, which I can only assume are for the Teen Catholic Pageant Award winner later mm. on in the show. Yeah. But uh, we have the Statue of Mary, which has a big willy and nipples and loads of blood. Oh, yeah, yeah. That, that, that's not really explained, is it? I think it's used as like a thing where they later on they mention, they're like, oh, the, the desecration that happened in the church is that to do with witchcraft. Right. I think it's like meant to be either taken as, oh, there's shit going on, mm. or that 
that could be like sign that there is you know an evil presence around that in the in the nearby church it's been desecrated yeah. or whatever. Yeah, yeah. But you don't do that to the. St- I mean, I- I'll be honest. If if the statue of Mary over my bed had that giant willy and bleeding nipples. Yeah. I think there would have been other conversations having other than it might crush him, it, like, it might warp him, you know, it'd be more That of would be very difficult to keep masturbating underneath, wouldn't it? Absolutely, I mean, yeah. come on now. <laughs> this ominous fucking structure over here. <laughs> so the kid gets taken to the doctors to get tested. Is that because her bed's been shaking and she's freaking out a bit? Is yeah, that all it is? She's pretty much, she's been acting up a little bit. She right, yeah, she's yeah. been She's been talking back, bit of sass. She had to sleep in the bed because she's like, oh, my bed is shaking and all that kind of stuff. Ah, that's and, just know, kids being kids. Just kids being kids. But it turns out when she gets tested that her problem is that she's fucking surly. She's not not a fan of these doctors. No. I think this is the first instance of like a flash of the devil or the demon thing. Absolutely. Which is pretty disturbing those little... You get it through like, the, the doctor. I love the way they don't just go full on straight away like, ah, it's saying something horrible. You hear it from the doctor because the doctor's like, you know, she's swears like a longshoreman this one. And like, what do you mean? He's like, well, they told me to get my hands off her, off her cunt. And I was like, whoa! there there's yeah. a grown up word that was a, yeah I, I didn't expect the C-bomb to be dropped so casually in this film but I guess that's why it's that's why it's rated controversial X, X, they've gone X, like X. balls to the wall straight away with everything if we're going to have the girl with her head spinning around vomiting let's throw in all the swear hey, words we were all well. having fun when her head was spinning around but you didn't need to say that word in for a penny <laughs> in for a pound. Let's do this. She's diagnosed. Yeah. Well, I say she's diagnosed. They give her Ritalin because we don't know what's wrong with her. They're like, wait a minute, she's hyperactive. Ritalin's a stimulant. Yeah, but it like works and stuff. Yeah. That's literally the doctor's explanation. It's just like, we don't know why it works, but it works. So have it. Like, shouldn't she see a psychiatrist? Only after you use this thing that we don't know what we're I'm using. Sure, there's another film we watched that had like a useless doctor who was just like, nah, it'll be fine. It's because it's the 70s and yeah. like, mental health. They, they, Stuff. They didn't know. Yeah, it's yeah. really, really like it's a mixture of not knowing and also not being open to the possibility of there being other things mm. in play. Now we know about demons. This shit doesn't happen anymore. No. I'm so happy that people get the proper diagnoses that they need. Yeah. You know? The priest goes to see his sick, sick mother, and him and his deadbeat brother have got no money for a private hospital. So that it's whole fucked. story escalates quite quickly with the mum. So, like, as far as I can tell, in there, isn't it? when he first goes to the dinky flat, she's got like a bad leg. Yeah, bum leg. Yeah. And then from bum legs, you go to like mental hospital. I think what's happened is that this takes place over the course of a few weeks. Right. All this stuff that's happening, and yeah. because the scenes are quite bam, 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 and you're going between the two characters and the two stories, I think you think, oh, it's happened at the same time. This is the next day, yeah. or whatever. But it might be a few weeks later. Forward. We then have an opulent party, an outlandish display of excess in all its many forms. They even have a Nazi. Yeah. So Burke's there. He's a bloody of course Burke. he's there. If it's an opulent display of all sorts of stuff. Then he's going to be there. It's Seems like quite the party. Getting big pissed. Big pissed. So, yeah. I mean, we've all been there. We've gotten really pissed. And Starts like, slagging off a Nazi. Starts off a Nazi. Like, sorry, look, we don't mean to disrespect your Nazi culture. It's yeah. just he's had a few drinks. Be a fucking Nazi bastard, I mean, yeah, man. It's all right, mate. It's all right. It's all right. It's all right. I only have a few drinks, mate. I'm sorry, mate. We're not like this normally. We don't hold ill will. He's not worth Nazis. it, mate. He's not worth it. <laughs> he's not a real Nazi, mate. He's yeah. not worth it. But is he actually a Nazi or is he just a German man who happens to work there? I don't know. 
Yeah. I mean, I think it could be a little bit of both. Yeah. Maybe he was like, you know, he's from that because it's the 70s and he's an it's older gentleman and he's post war. And I think that's actually something that probably a lot of post war German uh, immigrants probably almost definitely, definitely. Quite a lot of racism. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. Good yeah. lord. So the girl comes in and ruins the party with we and talk of death. Now, that's really funny because I've been to a lot of parties where people have pissed everywhere. Yeah. And that's not really stopped proceeding this morning. No. Ah, but this only is, bloody uh, pissed his drawers can't take his ground that kind of thing once Burke's been uh, sent home for bad behaviour <laughs> um, he's been eliminated from the Big Brother house everything so. gets a lot more cheery they all gather around the piano have a little sing song one of the priests is playing piano and then the girl comes down so it's not like there's a raucous party and she's just standing there pissing like this is a really inopportune moment yeah this is when down. the party is winded down in yeah. a weirdly good way mm. alright picture this if never happens in real yeah, parties in real life the person who reaches for the instrument and everyone come over here yeah as fucking if if this is the reality everyone's like oh thank fucking god this girl's come in and pissed and talked about death because this prick's been playing songs for hours and the first one yeah we were polite and he can play obviously but now it's song six and I kind of want to talk to that person now so anyway guys here's Wonderwall <laughs> it's nerves and that's all there is does she say like you're gonna die she says you're gonna die up there up up where up there I think he was talking about wanting to go to heaven and all this stuff and oh, okay. You're gonna die up there. The reality is, you could be talking to other people, I guess. <laughs> but they go to the doctors again, and the doctor is like, just nerves. That's yeah. it. Right. If you go to the doctors this day and age, and someone tells you that it's a touch of nerves and that's it, then fuck that shit. Seriously. That ain't yeah. good enough. Because I'm pretty sure as a kid that I was given, ah, they're just nervous, that's okay. And I probably didn't have just nerves. No. So this was, this was kind of like, you know what? These doctors are really fucking missing the point here. This kid is sick. Then the bed, when they go back to the house... Legit fucking shakes. Wacky, wacky beds. Yeah. It's like Screwball Scrabble, that one, where it's like, whoa! <laughs> See, that's a special effect, I guess. Yeah. But it's it doesn't look fake, because it's such an easy effect, I guess. The director of this was very much one who was going for the idea of legitimate reactions mm. and following some of the old-timey, old Hollywood ways of doing things, which is... You know, not telling people shit, you right. know, and then getting their legitimate reactions. Now, apparently, the girl who played Regan, uh, Linda Blair, she got fucking tossed and turned all over the place. They had her in harnesses, like, you know, pulling on her different directions. Right. And, like, including on the bed there, where she's fucking writhing around and shit. You know, that was really fucking horrible stuff. Hmm. And a lot of that was kind of, something's going to happen, and maybe not the full extent of what is going to happen being revealed necessarily. They wouldn't tell it to Regan or, like, the other people? And to one tell it to Reagan or to any of the actors oh, like, Jesus, they would try and okay. get like legit reactions and apparently there was all this talk that like Reagan and her mother particularly those characters they came away with loads of fucking bruises and shit and mm. actually serious injuries in some cases when they were using these pulleys and these harnesses and fucking thrashing them about everywhere yeah. it's fucking horrible like it does look cool though doesn't it it does doesn't it it's very cool <laughs> so now here's the thing Back to the thing the guy asked earlier, CGI versus mm. real effects. There is something to be said of the fact that it's a tactile real thing in the back of your head. It's like, this is 1973. Yeah. That is a girl fucking moving around. That does make it a lot scarier. That bed is shaking. Yeah, yeah. that's something that you're seeing. And that's like, you know, you're never going to get that in movies these days anymore. No. Probably for the better in the long run, but it does make watching stuff like this a lot more, mm. you know, scary, a lot more concerning, I guess, looking back. Definitely. The priest's mother dies at he 
is sad. Where? Yeah, he has this weird like dream that sequence dream is thing. So fucked the up. the death thing happens way too quickly for you to even notice it. I think if I wasn't in full cinema swirl, pay attention to lines and shit mode. Oh, she's she's dead. I wouldn't have picked up on yeah, that. She she's was like, dead. It's like, oh yeah, she's, she's dead. in the hospital. Oh, we need to get her to a proper hospital. She's dead. Like that's and she was so faint like a few days out late, like after she died, all smelly yeah. and stuff. Yeah. So yeah, Priest is pretty much beyond sad and it's fucked the up. Dream this point. thing with the devil and like a subway thing. Yeah, I think. Yeah, it's when she's she sees her at the subway and she's calling out to him. Yeah, and you see like the flashes of the devil. It's, they use a lot of the kind of little flashes, little subliminal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which if you think about it, overused now back in the seventies. Yeah. And again, I think it was the alarmingness or the shock of seeing these types of things in this movie from the seventies, mm. which actually stand to make it even a little bit more scary now yeah, I think yeah. as opposed to oh that's just some overplayed old flashy type thing it's like yeah. really unnerving I guess the yeah. flow of the movie is interrupted by these flashing images like, they do it loads even if it's been overdone like subliminal stuff like that where it almost feels like you haven't seen it but it definitely was there but you like and it's, it's, it's always, it's always going to be freaky they're so fucking scary the images they yeah. flash yeah, as yeah. well oh god so the girl's back at the doctors and she fucking starts spitting on them when they're giving yeah. her a medicine proper violent and sweaty now she's, and, she's into it yeah they, they conclude that she's fully mad and their mother's like yeah but like the bed was thrashing around last night and still at that point the doctors are saying it's not the bed it's her brain but the mum has seen it the mum was on the bed and it was moving and the doctors are still going brain though isn't it? you know what pisses me off as well like, brain, if, mate. if you're going to your doctor this day and age yeah. right, and your fucking daughter's bed is thrashing around and the doctor's having a cheeky cigarette as well and I'm like, unbelievable you're a doctor mate but if you go in there and they turn around with the diagnosis saying the reason that bed is shaking around is because of their brain, brain. that's fucking bullshit okay that's not good enough brain okay? bed brain <laughs> bed mind over matter so she gets mind over mattress mate way okay so she gets a brain scan yeah and I'm very happy that we're not living in a day and age where machines that are designed to scan and inform are the yeah. stuff of nightmares the, the way they shot that scene and the sound on it is the oh the it's mowers the clunking loud and I imagine it still is now a little bit if you have like a scans like that maybe like an MRI you hear like you hear the clicking in the bang yeah you know you're going into the tube it's a bit and scary comparatively and there's needles bad, needles into the neck yeah, I really don't like that's, that's I'm, fucking horrid I'm not great with needles but needles into the neck is a gross thing I don't it's know one why of those sensitive areas like yeah, yeah, don't, yeah I think a lot of what happens in this movie is that it does kind of establish off the bat that stuff that you think wouldn't be shown happening to a child solely because they're a child they don't do any of that you know they don't yeah. abide by the rules of cinema they so just go speak. for it because even if you're watching a very nasty 18th rated movie these days if there was a kid in it who's going to be given like a needle they wouldn't show you the kid getting fucking stabbed and blood coming out of the kids no no way in hell it wouldn't get a release anymore like no. you kind of can see like in the 70s why this was fucking banned yeah, yeah like yeah. sacrilege aside no way there's a was lot this going, going on yeah, yeah unbelievable so we come to the child poor Reagan convulsing in her bed screaming make it stop oh god it's fucking horrible her the neck swollen neck <sighs> horrible 
horrible. Starts screaming, fuck me, fuck me, over and over, these guttural screams. That's the first time we get the voice, isn't it? The, yeah, the... the yeah. <laughs> I've just written, like, very scary underneath. Because it was legitimately very scary, the first Do time you, you see that. Do you, on your notes ever, when something makes you really sad, draw a sad face? No. Because <laughs> it's something... If it's something maybe got one of her t-shirts over yeah. on Etsy, where we send off a, a, free, a few notes alongside yeah. us. But um, I do that. I'm just going to count up quickly here now. There's one, two, three, four, five, six. six. There's, there's actually nearly one per page That's of notes. That's probably a record. I that know. is a cinema swirl record just yeah. for the note. Just you know, keeping track there of the internal uh, logic of this show. Sadness rating. There's a lot of, um, for lack of a better term, mansplaining here from guys who don't know what the fuck they're talking about. Yeah. So the reason she's got like super strength is um, because of her temporal lobe. Yeah. Bullshit. It's still looking like brain stuff, I guess, is the reason that they're giving for everything. And they still haven't went to a psychologist. <laughs> they're like, oh no, only a last resort. Like, In all my many years as a doctor and brain professional, I've never seen such a case of the nerves. But the scans don't come up as anything. They're all they? blank, yeah. The, it, there was the scene where the actual scans come up onto the screen. <laughs> they stay there for quite a while. To the point where we thought the audio had yeah, cut out. Back down. I don't know why it does that, but that like is a thing that stuck out, and I can't tell whether it means something mm. or whether it's just there because it's there it's and there's nothing weird. in the brain. Well, not nothing in the brain, but you know what I mean. Like, yeah, yeah. Scans blank. I think they're showing that there isn't like a because they thought it might be a tumor or growth yeah. or something like that, and it, they're ruining all that. So that's probably like just saying to the audience, this is not a physical thing. Because I think a lot this of something, like, something more than that. Because I think the, the big thing with exorcism is the fact that like you know, ninety nine point nine 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 percent of exorcisms that happened back in the day were people who had things like um, epilepsy and yeah. things like that. A lot of demons very easily explained away these days. So I think yeah. they were kind of doing that with that in mind, saying, look, no, it's not what was always misconstrued as being in need for an exorcism. And I think, or at least I'd imagine, that a lot of films like this, often when it's scary stuff like this happening, in the end it will be able to be explained away oh, by something it was like just that. just a doo But that, they get it out of the way and it's like, this is actual possession... And Freaky, deaky, horrible shit. shit. Yeah. <laughs> You notice as well when we cut back into Regan's room how people are coming in they've got the uh, the breath coming off of them. The mm. director actually like made it into a cold room and froze it all up and right. you can tell a lot of the actors when they're going in the first time like so when you yeah. get that legit <laughs> it was like shoot cold. Well that was like there. my first day at Asda where they put me in the giant fridge. Oh, back when a, you were a chilled picker. A chilled picker. Chilled picker. <laughs> yeah. So Burke's been killed. He fell out the window. So he, he was looking after Reagan? Yeah, so Mum comes back and the it's... help is away because the help is like, well, Burke was here and said he'd look after her, so here we go. Yeah, we'll just let Burke come and have a look after her. I don't trust Burke anyway, but... I'm glad he had his head ripped off and thrown out the <laughs> stairs. Yeah, he's dead. He's dead. He's well dead. Yeah. And while well, they're kind of, um, lack of a better term, when they're processing what's mm. just after happening, well, I think the scariest thing in the movie, which is when Regan does the Bray Wyatt crab walk the crab down walk. the stairs with the yeah. blood coming out really, of her mouth. Really quick. Yeah. That's now, the thing. That's so fucking scary. That it's, is so she, fucking scary. If she was doing it slowly, I don't think it would be quite as scary. It's the fact that it's like, like, like an actual like, insect. Because if Bray Wyatt is there like that, I kind of know at least, right, I can just, get... I can get away from you I can't outrun you Bray when you're upside down very carefully not trying to fall over like 
just that for, um, for non-wrestling fans, Bray Wyatt is like a freaky cult leader wrestler who does the like crab walk thing. Yeah. That's one of his like, moves. <laughs> Your mother sucks cocks in hell. <laughs> yeah, and he scuttles away. He scuttles away, yeah. yeah. So the psychiatrist comes. I love that the crab walk is when we kind of go, right, now. Psychiatrist time. Psychiatrist time, time. Okay. Upside down crab walk. Blood coming out of the mouth as well. Yeah, this blood coming out of my mouth. Said for a psychiatrist, I think. So the psychiatrist kind of establishes that Reagan doesn't claim to be themselves, that there's something else inside them. So uh, the psychiatrist is like, well, can I chat with the person inside you, Reagan? And Reagan grabs on and tries to rip off his willy. <laughs> It grabs onto that thing. Fucking tries to pull that shit right off. Straight for the ghoulies. Straight for the goal right there. Yeah. So, psychiatrist, obviously no good at the job. Can't no. even handle a, a simple willy grab. So, he's out there on his ear, you know. We then cut to Rocky. Mickey, you throw my, my soul out there on Skid Row. You take my bags, you take my soul, you put it out on Skid Row. Any The devil could just pick it up like that. I should have broke your thumbs. <laughs> he looks proper like Rocky. Properly. Um, and then the detective comes over and he takes off his hand. He's like, boy, you're basically a boxer, aren't you? Yeah. Father Rocky, I would have went to mass all the goddamn oh, time. That would have been nice, wouldn't it? Except Father Heaney got killed by Father Drago, so I could no longer go to Mass. That's why I kind of lapsed in my Catholicism. Oh. So our detective meets the priest, and he wants help to solve Burke's murder, because he's kind of figured that somebody has their head ripped around the back of their head and thrown out a window inside a kid's bedroom, and there's no one around. Yeah. Might be a little suspicious. So the, uh, the, the story is that, like, oh, Burke fell out the window, but really, his head is the other way around. Yeah, so he's like a strong man needs to have done that not a little girl and then he's chatting with them he's putting the fucking chat on Father Karras and then he's like basically trying to start a fucking podcast with them yeah he's like do do you like film do you want to like chat about them critique them discuss them what a weirdo what the fuck freak what a douche do you ever get like worried that like someone else might do a film podcast no that won't happen I mean it's kind of I'm really happy we've carved this niche out for ourselves <laughs> I'm just, I am concerned like if these two can do it and that's the 70s I guess it's just good fortune that we're the only one yeah yeah we are yeah. does that bullish nailed it the doctors recommend an exorcism the doctors the doctors the doctors because they're like they think that she's got a mental condition where they believe an alien presence Mm. they've convinced themselves an alien presence has taken over the body so if they have the exorcism it can actually help them kind of get over that and that is actually something that has happened as well a lot of cases of exorcisms with people who've not had like you know these epilepsies or these you know abnormalities in their brain it's actually a case that they have you know either read a lot about exorcisms or are very religious they think they have unwanted thoughts and they must right, be okay. possessed by a demon because they're a good Christian how could this happen to them and it kind of it's a downward spiral for right, them yeah, yeah. and going through the exorcism makes them actually think oh I'm okay yeah so the doctors at this point aren't arguing that it is an actual possession they're arguing that having an exorcism would psychologically make her believe that the thing that is possessing her is not it's there it's gone and therefore yeah. it'll be it's okay like a placebo exorcism and mum's like, you saying I get a witch doctor? <laughs> now, witch doctors don't perform exorcisms in the no. traditional sense. 
I will say though, if I had Witch Doctor Heaney instead of Father Heaney, Father Heaney gave a three hour sermon on shame. Witch Doctor Heaney made up some cool yep. juice in a smoking skull mug. If you put it all together and had Witch Doctor Rocky doing you, you know. I mean, I'm just yeah. saying, I didn't get the priest I felt I deserved growing <laughs> up. I wanted a boxing Witch Doctor instead of yeah. a born old guy. So with, with films like this, I have a question for you. Every time someone mentions the title, or something similar to the title, do you kind of like notice it and wish they'd like turn to camera as they say it? Like, the exorcism. Have you heard of an exorcism like that? I just <laughs> wish that would happen. For those at home, I turned. Yeah, he turned. He just didn't forget about audio quality there. That was a, a turning and all the more reason why we should film these podcasts, you know? Yeah. But no, you're, you're absolutely right. That, that's something that um, just, I kind of wish, less so in horror movies. Yeah. Less so in horror movies that I am taking very seriously. Hmm. But I mean, I, I can't known at any point during you know episode four or five or six when they're flying around the sky go Jesus there's like wars in amongst the stars <laughs> you know yeah. it's a real shame they haven't said it they really haven't no. that's why I'm happy that Disney have rebooted the franchise so we'll get someone saying someone's gonna correct that wrong but yeah, yeah when they say exorcism an internal eyebrow was raised mm-hmm. yeah. for me you know it always happens with any film when the title's been so the detective uh, swings by the mother's house he's uh starts trying to figure shit out and then very very blatantly asks for an autograph yeah he's doing the whole like must have been killed by a very powerful man like Are a man powerful men around here yeah. you've been hiding any powerful men mm. do you know any powerful men you know this is like well, no no sorry I love his autograph well life. anyway <laughs> His, his Can my daughter get an autograph? <laughs> he said, yeah, daughter looking for an autograph. <laughs> he falls at the first fucking hurdle. Like, oh, what's her name? Uh, it's for me. What's your fake daughter's name? Joni. <laughs> <laughs> That's so fucked up. Joni. Joni. I was going to say uh, Marceline, but I mean, you know, that's because I've watched Adventure Time recently. You know? Yeah. you got you got to be a little more quicker on your feet than that. Joni. Just saying, you ain't getting no autographs. Me, <laughs> autographs out my wazoo. For, for Marceline. The best autographs for baby Marceline. Have you ever asked someone for an autograph? Oh, the Chuckle Brothers when I was a little kid. Oh my God, you yeah. fucking serious? Yeah, yeah. Did they oblige? Yeah, they signed my program when I went to see oh. them at the Theatre Royal in Nottingham. Oh yeah, that was the place which earlier I was telling telling you in detail why I think it, it was is a dump. A, is so, like I told him it was like a dump. It's like, yeah. it was in the Theatre Royale and you're like, ugh. Like, yeah, it's a dump. Now let me tell you, even though you know it's a dump, why it's a dump. And I went on at a great length about it, but man, the Chuckle Brothers, that's we starstruck. Yeah. Yeah, I was nervous to meet them. I was going to say, it's, it's a nerve-wracking thing, isn't it, yeah. to ask people for autographs. Mm. Have you um, ever, like, asked anyone and been, like, turned down then or anything like that? No. Um, but the only times I've ever asked people for autographs is in pre-arranged autograph situations because we met Stuart Lee for autographs yeah but that seemed you know that was okay he yeah. sat down he had a little desk exactly. he had his own pens I, I got him to sign Richard Herring's book thinking that would be funny and he just he very coldly yeah there you go <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, because I mean, I asked unsuccessfully once um, Bono for an autograph. Did you? Yeah, I had broken my arm. I was like ten years old. My right. parents were in we we're in Dublin. We went uh, to a restaurant uh, to get lunch, mm-hmm. and who was across? It was there's no one else in the restaurant. All the way over the corner, there was Bono and one of the cores, I think. Right. And I thought, fucking broken arm. Yeah. Broken arm. Yeah, would garner some sympathy from. Go get a little bit of sympathy from this yeah. fucking this so-called humanitarian. Right. Bono. After, after 
African children he's fine with helping but a little old Irish chap uh, I come over and I say excuse me uh, Mr. Bono but could I have an autograph please and sign my cast and he yeah. said no thanks and just turned and continued you, and you know what he was eating as no well thanks. you know what he was eating as well he was actually legitimately eating caviar he was eating caviar. No. He wouldn't even turn and look at me because no. he was too busy eating that. caviar with a fucking fancy pot. And I went back and what's all that black stuff they're eating? Oh, it's caviar. Hollywood elite. <laughs> Motherfuckers, <laughs> where's my gun? I broke my fucking arm. Well, you should have asked him to sign your daughter's broken arm. Probably. Yeah. Or broken my arm in another country, mate. Then he would have fucking <laughs> <laughs> If I broke my arm, well, he happened to be somewhere else. Maybe. A little bit simpy. Yeah. A little bit would have come over giving you an iPod and then gone away well the, the last laugh came for the Matten clan because my brother accidentally kicked Bono in the back when he was coming down the stairs once at a party so there take oh, that Bono okay yeah so yeah. Matten wins so do all Irish people have an encounter with Bono <laughs> no it just so happens that in two very random isolated instances mm. me and my brother happened to come across uh, Bono oh, oh. In, in chance encounters yeah both of which ended badly right one for me one, one for, for Bono, Bono. <laughs> <laughs> one nil <laughs> one nil one all one all it's on the anyway where are we now <laughs> talk about after the autograph I love his very smooth exit yeah because you know, sometimes you're in a situation and you <laughs> I've just remembered what it is remembering is there's, there's a lady and you like the lady yeah. there, there might be a boy and you like the boy mm. or whatever and you go you're a very nice lady oh that's how you leave that's how you leave any situation where and you just... that person replies by saying you're a very nice man ah! uh, like no. she had to like she had to say that I tell you probably out of the thousands and thousands millions of hapless men or women who have used the phrase you're a very nice lady to yeah. entice someone in I imagine the vast majority of them have gone back and awkward you're a very nice man slash yeah. lady also uh, is to not like because if, if if someone said like you're a very nice lady and the lady said okay <laughs> Like that it would crush them and that the sort of man who would say that would probably then become a bit freaky and yeah weird. I yeah. mean I've not got much of a track record myself there was once a girl I really liked back in uh, in my first year union I said was she a very nice lady she was a relatively nice yeah. lady okay. relatively nice lady she was a bit racist but she was relatively nice <laughs> And uh, I, I said to her, I go, would you like to go out with me sometime? And okay, she looked at me and she went, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see how it goes. Oh. Maybe. <laughs> I wanted, you're a very nice, if I said, you want to go out with me sometime? You're a very nice man. <laughs> Just walk away. Walk away. That's <laughs> a nice way to deal with that, actually. Because <laughs> it's not a yes, but you'll still feel happy. There's oh. a, uh, a pla- sorry. I almost said there's a pavlova in our bedroom. There's a palava yes. in our bedroom. Oh. See what happens when Irish people try to come and take your, your words? Yeah. This is probably the most grotesque scene in the whole goddamn movie. And yeah. Sam is hitting his crotch with a pen right now to signify. Now, it's not it's not masturbating with a cross, is it? Because these aren't the goods as described. Because uh, Joanna informed us when she was watching mm. this that she had been wrongly told this, that this scene is her masturbating. With, with a crucifix. crucifix no and that ain't how you do that well I mean if it is for, I mean, for some people maybe I'm sure it is but that was some proper like stabbing motions into the crotch there I mean usually instead of a crucifix Vaseline might help <laughs> but 
that's just being old fashioned. Yeah. You but, know. But, ugh, yeah. That is and just fucking blood, blood everywhere. And screaming, she's screaming, lick me. Ah, but Jesus. And something about your cunting daughter. And, uh, ah, uh, there's, another, there's another sad face here beside I've, that. I've got a Jesus. She smacks her mother as well. Yeah. And when she smacked her mother, that was another case where they pulled on the kind of harness thing. And she actually got really sore. Apparently she got really banged up. Well, right. the mother, which she got yanked across the room like that with that fucking smack. It works, though. It looks good. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's, it's wrong and it hurt people. But Have you heard the talk about this, the production being cursed? No. Because no, there was no. a lot of talk that the production was cursed. And right. a lot of it centers around the fact that, you know, so many injuries happened. There's in total, I believe, nine deaths associated with the yeah, film it itself. Right. As in either people... Like the guy who played Burke, who dies in the movie, he also died before the movie came out. Oh, okay. Uh, Samuel Blair's grandparents died. Right. Uh, there was one of the crew, they had like a toddler die as well. There was, oh. there was like a stillborn child. There was all this horrible shit that happened. So a lot of people always are convinced that, you know, a lot of the injuries and the deaths and the horrible stuff that this movie is cursed for lack of a better term before the movie started and actually the production was delayed because the house where they were you know Selma but the, mm-hmm. the house yeah, yeah. of the family that was actually burnt down before they started filming <laughs> but apparently the only room that was left unharmed from the fire damage was actually uh, the, the child's bedroom uh, so it was in the room where all the exorcism yeah. shit took place that was fine rest of the house damaged from the fire mm. That's so fucking weird. It man. is weird. And as well, when this debuted in Rome, this is fucking awesome. Like, Joe's okay. all these old great, like, curse facts that I heard about. Yeah. The place where it debuted in Rome, the premiere, it was between two churches. And right. during the film being screened, there was a really bad storm. And apparently, like, a lightning struck one of the churches. And one of the crucifixes fell off and made a big crunk noise. Oh, God. Fucking ridiculous. Yeah. It's so fucking weird. And you thought us watching the uh, Passion of the Christ. <laughs> the audio going wrong. Having bad audio, the wrong jack. He thought yeah. that was going to be a curse. That's a real curse. At least none of us died when no. we were doing that podcast, you know? Not yet. Oh, now you're going to fuck. One of us is going to die eventually, I guess. Yeah. yeah. And when that happens, please make sure that the other has an exorcism, just in case. Just in case. Speaking of, Mum basically asked for an exorcism. Yeah, how'd you go about getting an exorcism? The priest is like, oh, I don't really want to do it. And then he's like, yeah, I need approval from my boss. Yeah, they have to <laughs> approve them all. Really? Yeah, they do. That has to be approved yeah. by the, the Vatican up or up, as far as I know these days, if they need to do it. So the priest decides to visit Regan, and Regan does her best, uh, Gabriel Byrne being the devil in uh, End of Days, which is Arnold Schwarzenegger versus the devil. Might be one to do at some point. I figured you've not seen it. But she goes, I'm the devil! That's what Gabriel Byrne basically says in, in that movie. And the priest is trying to have a bit of a chat with, with Regan. And, uh... Yeah, so Regan says, like, your mother's with us. So she's saying that there's all these, like, dead spirits inside of her. Yeah. And your mum's in there, mate. She knows that his mum is dead. Mom, yeah. And he's all that. freaked out by that And he's shit. like, ah, ah, right. If my mum is in there, you're going to know her maiden name then, aren't you? Ah. Like, what is it? What is it? And then Regan just throws up on him horrible green slime puke. And it goes in his goddamn mouth. Which is proper, like, bank security style situation <laughs> there. Like, like... If you get the maiden name wrong, just throw up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
That is so fucking gross. Mm. It was apparently like pea soup, like bright right, green yeah, yeah. pea soup. It looks greener coming out of her mouth and then like slightly paler on his face. To get the reaction from him, they told him that they were going to do it on his chest and they fucked it right in his face. <laughs> Seriously, <laughs> that's, face. that's the shit that the director was up yeah. to, to get those. That's so fucking horrible. Yeah. There's absolutely, that's so fucking there. Yeah. Just, Melodic. there's a lot of gack in this. Maybe. A lot of gack, a lot of gunk. A lot of gack and a lot gunk. of gunk. And she also, as well, she replays stuff that she's heard in his head over and over again. Because mm. like, earlier on, he sees the homeless guy and he's like, hey, you should be an author boy, father, can you help me out? Yeah. The blind uh, beggar that he sees. And then she starts saying that to him as he's like wiping all the sick off his face. She's the fucking predator. <laughs> she's going to do Billy's laugh next. <laughs> <laughs> So, even though he's been vomited in the mouth, he decides to give the old exorcism a go anywhere. Yeah, he does the proper priest stuff. He gets all... Uh, holy water. He tries, mm. Well, he says actually it's tap water that he uses. Right. Not holy water. So is he trying to psych her out? Pretty much. He's trying to prove that it's not actually... Right. But I think what they're alluding to as well is that they're just going to act that way to make him think that he's done the exorcism so that he'll leave her alone. Yeah. Perhaps. And it does burn. She's like, ah, it burns, it burns. Yeah. Right? Later on after that like the maid shows the priest that on her body oh there's the help scar me scar that reads help yeah. me that's just that, that got two frowny faces in yeah, my notes it's grim isn't it the, and the writing as well I probably have written lots of notes about it here because I was just so fucking distressed by it but yeah. when she's literally convul- convulsing in the bed like that mm-hmm. it's so fucking distressing the, uh, the backwards talking freaked me out as well I don't know if they get that on the tape later and play it oh yeah yeah the backwards yeah. speech is fucking it's so fucking weird and so fucked up. Do you know any stuff backwards that you can say? Yes, I do actually. What do you know? If you say Stolkalbet and you yeah. reverse it, it goes there, Black Lodge. <laughs> I know that because I'm a big Twin yeah. Peaks fan. I used to have a radio show back in the day right. called The Black Lodge, and I would get everyone to say, just random people say, yo, say Stolkalbet, and I would reverse it and, it and would play sound it between like songs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you so, know anything? Um, mine's just Neil Pach Mass, which mean? is Sam Chaplin. Ah. Um, and so I used to have an app which would, like, on my phone, when I first got an iPhone, that would play stuff backwards. So I'd say that into it. Remember when you were a kid getting your first iPhone? (laughs) Remember going out to Woolworths, get an iPhone, with your pocket money? (laughs) Sam Chaplin, like that. And um, I was showing this to like my girlfriend at the time. I was like, oh, listen to this. Sam Chaplin. It's like, why have you recorded yourself talking like that? Like she thought that I'd just gone, Sam Chaplin (laughs) into the machine and showed her me saying it in a funny voice. I know uh, so there's another one. Uh, any new Irish fans back at home, mm-hmm. uh, if you say Navan, it'll go Navan. <laughs> and Navan is a town in County Meath, and when people say Navan, they go Navan. Oh. So Navan. Navan. Yeah. Navan, Stolkalbet, and. Uh, Neil Pachmas. Neil, pa- <laughs> Neil Patrick Harris, and that's the other one. <laughs> Just play that back to <laughs> Neil Patrick Harris. The, kind of, the uh, mirror version of him is Sam. That's basically what we're applying mm. here. Oh, with the help me thing this is probably not good for the podcast but with the help me thing um, in my notes everything I do is in capital letters but I put the help me in the lowercase that it wasn't oh it's very dark right in there so if you get that in your t-shirt package it's a good it's a it's a place as any to uh, take one side and kind of go hey if you love Sid and you want to support us 
there are t-shirts available from our from our Etsy store. As long as you are large or medium. As long as you're large or medium. So if you're like regular, not a freak and extra large like me, you know, yeah. then you can get yourself a shirt. Marin and Karis. So Marin is the old priest from the start. Is he comes back. He it's, comes back. It's not just there for no reason. No, he, yeah. he is there. You see the kind of higher up cardinals and they're like, oh, he's been in northern Iraq doing research. And yeah. He's done these types of things before. He's experienced in, in the art of the exorcism. Yeah. So Marin and Karis basically form KM, the greatest mega power super group that there ever was. Yeah, Marin turns up in a taxi, gets out and recreates the DVD cover, which is very nice. And yeah, then I love when people in. do that, don't they? They yeah. kind of like recreate paintings and DVD yeah, covers nice. and all that. It's good. Guess how old Marin is? 1,000. Lower. <laughs> Lower? Guess how old he's in the film? No, the actor. Now. No, the actor in the film. At the time of the film. Yeah. 70? He's 44. What? 44. What? What if I told you the actor who played him is also in Game of Thrones and was in the last Star Wars movie that just came out? He's only 80-something now. He was 44 back then. It's all makeup and special effects. Why didn't That's they just get an old man? I don't know. Ah. You know the way Hollywood is, they won't hire any... You know, if, they can get a, if they can get a young guy to play an old guy... Get a youngie. <laughs> Oh. It's fucked up, isn't it? Yeah. Like, almost as much makeup as the exorcism girl, I guess. I guess so. It's fucking convincing. Yeah, I thought he was an old man. Because that is not something you would have thought looking at him. No. Fucking crazy. Ah. You're just, everything you believe is a shock. Yeah. I'm yeah. going to watch it again just to, like, look at how old he is. I don't think it's worth distressing yourself that much okay. just to confirm how old someone is. That's why we have Google. No, let's pause here. Go back down and watch it. <laughs> watch the whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> Lots of cow sounds coming when Marin and Karen you're trying to get set up yeah like those old tubes that would make cow sounds when you tip them back <laughs> I found those freaky as a kid yeah yeah. and do you thought that she was possessed by a cow at this point is that it <laughs> yeah Marin well there's like all sorts of dead people in there so they might as well throw in like a, a cow as well a dead cow impersonator <laughs> Not a cow. A cow impersonator. <laughs> big money if you can yeah. do it well, man. You exactly. Know, there's a niche market for everything, mm. even film podcasts. Yep. Marin gives very, very strict instructions. It's basic. The demon will try and, you know, lure you in. Do, do not, not listen. listen. Do not like or retweet anything she tweets <laughs> at all. Even subtweeting Bart. Mm. Regan is full rude and blued comedy Ooh. here. <sighs> you fucking cunts coming in. You fucking... Why don't you fucking up the ass then in this fucking bum on your willy you fucking cock sucking knobheads I would have loved it if she spoke like that <laughs> rude you big rude bastard I fucking hate all these people coming over here getting rid of all our demons you fucking bastard meat pie sausage roll your mother sucks cocks in hell <laughs> give us the cow <laughs> Ooh, we got a godly soul. <laughs> it's fucking... Oh, this bit is so fucking horrible here. Yeah, it's the big bit. There's spit on Marin, and it's just a like yellowy brain grunk. Yeah, it looks like it would be, like, toxic and burn a bit. The Your mother sucks cocks in hell line, which is often, like, that's the one... line. Had you heard that one before? I've heard that before, yeah. That's It's really just kind of one of many in a slew. And there's much fucking worse. deluge of horrible shit. 
shit. It's quite tame in comparison to everything else, isn't it? It is. It's yeah. kind of like just one of many. Maybe that's why that's the quoted one because it's like easy to remember yeah. and doesn't have the word cunt in it. I guess so. Yeah. There's no actual swearing in there unless you count cocks as a swear word. Yeah. I mean, like, hey, if I'm going to be in hell and mm. it's just fucking decadence, you know, I mean, if people's going to do oral sex, then so be it. Yeah. Could be worse. That's the spirit. Why? Is it better than kind of, oh, your mother's in hell and she'll never have any sort of sexual pleasure ever again. But That's fucking shit. Yeah. <laughs> and hell's sending a little okay at the moment compared to heaven, which we know nothing about, it, by the way. Yeah. You know what? Saying. Good point, mate. Saying, Good point, well made. Good point, well made. Yeah. yeah there's, a, there's a Catholic coming out of me. Yeah. There. Little kid in glass. Won't be so bad though, wouldn't it, if you're having your, you know, your genitalia worked over the whole time you're there? Yeah, but it's not like your mother receives oral sex in hell. Oh. She's sucking cocks. What's so she getting out of it? Hell is basically like a non reciprocal relationship. Yeah. Hell is Dwayne the Rock Johnson talking <laughs> about eating pie, is what we're talking about here. Yeah, yeah. It's all talk, all hype, <laughs> nothing action, no reality, no substance. No trousers. They do the plot synopsis for The Passion of the Christ. They're talking about Jesus and all the sacrifices. Mm-hmm. And then there's a weird scene with the fucking weird baby and it's all weird and shit and it freaked us all out. Yeah. And it was so scary we didn't do an episode for seven months. The power <laughs> of Christ compels you. Regan hates it. Absolutely hates it. I'm like it. Furious and livid when she hears some of this talk. Of God. We have Noel's house party slowly escaping from her mouth. <laughs> Got the creepy tongue and then like gunk. Proper proper bright green gunk. And it's so thick and it's like pumping out of her as well. Yeah. Ugh. I, I'm what like it's definitely coming out of her mouth. Is coming out like of her a, whatever. Is that a human being's mouth that that's coming out of? I, d- I, don't, I don't know how they would like do that. There must some be some sort of special like thing. Pump that's hidden yeah. underneath, maybe because she's got all those scars, you could easily hide a little pump through maybe. one of those scars, I'm it guessing. It looks really gross. But it was pulsating out. Of her at such mm-hmm. a rate that I expected tiny Noel Edmonds to be like, oh god, and wipe it off his eyes. The power of Christ compels you. If at one point Reagan had done like a blubby 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 bit, it would have been very funny. We finally found a way to make Mr. Blobby scarier. Good job. <laughs> so Marin basically cuts a pro at this point. Like he's full on like, let me tell you something about the passion of Christ, the power of the glory. And it's not me. I'm talking about the big man upstairs. He's coming for you, Megan. And this Sunday in the steel cage, the power of Christ will <laughs> compel you, dude. Uh, yeah. Her head spins round. We get the head twists uh, that I know about. Yeah. Fortunately, you know, Pete Burns sadly passing away uh, recently, but her head spins right round, baby, right, right round. round. Like a record. Right round, round, round. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Horrible, isn't it? It is. It's, you see it coming. Yeah. Because you knew that, didn't you, go with it? Yeah. But it's still... I've like, probably even seen, like, a gif of it or something, like, some kind of... They do it in The Simpsons where Maggie's head turns around as a joke. Yeah. And it's like, it seems so tame, kind of... It's used so much you wouldn't think it would have any impact on your culture. Now, here's anymore. a reference that perhaps even some listeners to Cinema's World might not now get because it's quite old. In the uh, maybe early 2000s on the internet Flash, there was Flash content mm. like games and stuff. And if ever there was a jump scare in the game it was like, oh, the face. follow, yeah, yeah, follow yeah. this maze look very carefully at the thing and then it would be the face of Reagan with all the fucked up stuff and then like a big screaming sound and it would scare the shit out of you. It was always that face. You're right. It was the like default jump scare face. The one I know which is like the, the car slowly driving along and it goes doo doo Oh, now I'm doing it. I'm worse than you. (laughs) Boo. Spooky swirl. So maybe I've recognised her from that. She starts floating. Yes. 
legit floating. Floating, not like Modest Mouse float on. We're talking more like kind of it. They all float like not good floating. It's like U two levitation. <laughs> you could have went with the Pixies, but you went back to that prick Bono. Cheers. Yeah. That's fucking three mentions he's gotten now. This is awful. This is so you'll get your autograph. If you, <laughs> if you look Bono, if you just send us the autograph, yeah. then we'll stop gratuitously mentioning you. That was it. Season one and season two, we were really trying. If there's one thing he hates, it's promotion. He himself. hates that. He absolutely. It's the worst. Yeah. Season one and two, we were trying to get advertisers. I think now we should just harass celebrities to get free autographs. Yeah. Mate, they sell for loads. Yeah, yeah. If we can get some. I was Empire Exchange earlier. Some of them autographs going 10, 20 pounds. <laughs> Tom man, big money. Big ticket items. <laughs> Nearly there. Uh, so Marin has to go take a, a little bit of a break. Like he needs a bit of a relax. Yeah, it's like they're working a shift, isn't it? They're he's like taking his pills. I've taken my uh, union required break every like, fifteen minutes. Like, yeah. You know? So he takes these pills. He sees some taking them back in Iraq. I think it's implied that he's got like oh, I need my heart pills or something yeah. like that. Like, they look like breath mints to me. They do, don't they? They look really yummy. They look like little uh, stevia. Yeah. Actually, you know, just too because he doesn't trust the clicker because sometimes he clicks twice but two don't go in right I'm gonna sound like the biggest fucking idiot you know I was like oh they look like breath mints I legit didn't realise they were pills I thought he was just like having a mint for some reason My but was all but was all so shaky. Bad. I couldn't put two together because they look so much like little stevia mints. Yeah, they do. Yeah. And I guess maybe anything that has a little pillowy kind of perfect case like that. It didn't look like a pill ball or anything. Did it it, it, it like looks nice, like they nice were case. cherished. Yeah. Whatever they were. It might be a gift from the church. Regan pretends to be Karis's mama as fucked up it's so great when she's like talking yeah, oh, to her yeah, voice yeah. he and gets to him the bit where he walks in and it is her like he sees her on the bed the horrible and then she has the voice uh, Merrin uh, dies He's he passes out and he collapses and like Karis goes over and starts you know slamming on his chest trying to get his heart going again yeah like the idea like it's like so much overwhelms him and in the moment that I've still I've seen this movie you know a couple of times now I guess and I never gets easier seeing him just jump on the kid and start beating them like even after all this stuff has happened yeah and you know that it's not the actual kid but then it's yeah yeah and he's like you know take me take me and then, and then it does and goes into him he's like, and then he jumps out the fucking window well, they could have done that way earlier couldn't they could have I got some, so. some Patsy just brought him in and said just just hold on to this girl and say take me I think the idea is that they, the, the girl had been weakened by the exorcism right I guess so that it, the, the host was weakened so I wanted to leave Jumped to something stronger guess, something stronger yeah um, but yeah brings out the window crashes his head open goo so goes d- everywhere does he momentarily is he able to resist the uh, possession because you see his eyes go all fucked up and he's like and he's like no and then jumps out the window yeah is that him exercising one last bit of strength to kill himself to stop who knows I thought that's what it was I thought it was that yeah I thought yeah. that as well that he takes it into his body and then like he expels K- it and he dives out sacrifice or the everyone. demon lodges him out could be and kind of last like well if I can't have you then I'll have no one and you'll die yeah that kind of a thing you'll have to tune into Exorcist 2 find out are there any sequels yes there really? are many sequels really yes they're not like proper sequels yeah. are they I'll be honest I think I saw like one of them randomly once the kind of stuff they used to go on like 2 in the morning on you know sci-fi channel mm. I am watching one of them and it being like just like a different movie I guess you know it's right. using the title and the name but it's like you know you, you, you don't have 
this plot. You know, it's it's weird. Yeah. So there's other movies, but none of them. They're not iconic. Like it's this such is. a self-contained story, isn't it? Yeah, it doesn't need. Yeah. It feels like it doesn't need. Like no. it feels like it's kind of stringing stuff along almost. Yeah. But yeah, we have the kind of really sad moment where Karis's mate from the start comes over and starts reading him the last rites. Yeah. And a horrible factoid I found out was that to get him uh, psyched up for that, he had the actor get slapped right in the face right before he went and did it to have him all shook up and all teary. He's got. No, so this film you gonna do it like the production is like yeah it's mad there's Slap actually a documentary about it okay. which kind of details it's very almost like trout mask replica like everyone kind of went a bit mad making this <laughs> fucking shit stuff burning down everyone eating yeah. lima beans covering shit in tinfoil slapping everyone we get the kind of final shots of girls the girl is okay yeah she looks so different different yeah it's not it was really like refreshing to see her back to normal it just yeah but uh, you kind of get the feeling that she's never going to be the same something still like, she's yeah. she's been she's been affected. And by then there's that little that little coin thing. That little yeah. What's that? <laughs> Why are they handing that back and forth? What's going on there? I don't like that. <laughs> Could just be that you want to go and watch the sequels because I'm sure the sequels detail yeah. all that shit. Because I know that there are characters who return. I know Selma Blair's character comes back in the sequel, right? Like as a as a more grown up version, of yeah. etc. So. And the uh, the detective at the end gets to go for lunch with a priest, I guess. Yeah. And that's the end. But hey, everyone's happy. Yeah, apart from the two dead priests. Oh yeah, those guys. Well, yeah, yeah. well, yeah. But yeah, you want to make an omelet, you got to kill a few priests. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So the Exorcist, a <sighs> scary one. Yeah. You know what? I always think back and kind of go, I wonder how much that fucked up Selma Blair, the the actress who played who played Reagan, because mm. for a young kid to do that. What a fucking powerhouse. I mean, yeah. there's obviously special effects and makeup, but those words were coming out of her a lot of that time. And just particularly the earlier stuff before it's all makeup and voice distortion. Yeah. It's so fucking Jesus Christ. It's just chilling. Yeah, it she's really, very good really in is. That. I know that she herself actually had an IRL after this. She had like death threats and stuff. Really? People who thought you know that she was evil because a lot of preachers who were like, "Oh, this movie is oh, right, is yeah, evil." Yeah. And everyone associated with it was evil and thought, "Oh, this girl is evil." And she had a lot of she had to have bodyguards from the studio like follow her around and all this stuff for ages afterwards because yeah. she had all these death threats. Powerhouse performance by her, but mm-hmm. the movie overall has it touched you in a way you didn't expect it to? Is it as scary as you thought it would be? Did it live up to the hype? Mm-hmm. Of being like, "Oh, this is a fucking proper pants wettingly scary movie." It was big, scary, big, big, scary, scary. Film. Horrible. I guess there is some like there's probably scarier films you could watch. Mm. In fact, there's definitely scarier films you could watch. There are movies out there that you're confident would scare you more. Yes. Yeah. Me too. But in terms of like the quality of the scaring, I think as well so much of what makes this movie so universally regarded as being so scary because I know there's movies that we could watch which I would probably find scarier than you and vice versa because mm. everyone has different different strokes for different folks. Yeah. It's basic scareonomics. <laughs> for fuck's sake um, but so much of I think what makes this so scary is the fact that the themes of the, the scariness is such a wide appeal you're talking about you know this is a big hit over in the western world where mm. our main religion is Christianity and this challenges a lot of stuff about Christianity yeah. it also challenges a lot of stuff about kids about you know losing control of your kid or being helpless if yeah. your kid gets sick. I mean, I don't know if you've seen. We need to talk about Kevin. But certainly, a lot of that similar kind reflects of in here that you are helpless. And also, as well, I think just playing off 
the fact that you as an audience member, certainly now, mm. I can only imagine in fucking 1973, you don't expect to see certain things coming out of a kid's mouth, whether it be gunge, swear words. Yep. Um, you don't expect to see scarring. You don't expect to see them get hit. You don't expect to see them hit other people. There's so yep. much you think, like, that's just against the rules of cinema. And I guess that's maybe why it was banned. I can see, I mean, so many stuff that was banned, like Dust Till Dawn was banned you know, when I was a kid. Was it? I know, because it was like, oh, demonic. But, I mean, so much of the stuff that was banned in our own, you kind of feel that was dumb. Yeah. But this, it's going to sound awful, but, like, I do see you, why you it was it. banned. I get it. Like, mm. this was, like, society as a whole in 1973, I don't think polite society was ready to see this. No. And that speaks more, I guess, to society then than now, but fucking hell. But even now, we're not looking at it and thinking, oh, that was really tame, what were they worried about? Like, yeah. it's still, like... Yeah, this is actually Still, freaky that, that and play, horrible. You know, that was you tried to taste that soup and it was scalding, and here we are, thirty-three years later. Still warm. Forty-three years later, and it's still a little bit hot. Yeah, you know, that'll you know you can't eat it too quick. You know, yeah. pace yourself. Got to take in some air. You got to slurp. You got to slurp when you're watching a movie like yeah. this. It's not going to burn you, but you need to be careful. So, if you were to give this a scary star wipe rating, ooh, spooky swirl. Um, see, it's not like a perfect movie or anything. What? Or like, if there's any kind of main detracting points, I know you said some of the filming stuff, the zooms took you out. Uh, of yeah, like, like the it does take a little while to get into it. It's a long ass um, movie, and like I can't tell whether like I really enjoyed it or whether I was just really freaked out. But it's di- it's difficult with horror films to be yeah, like, how good before, was this? Yeah. I don't like it, but then that's because I'm scared by it. But I think it's very good because I think with The Shining, you had a similar reaction. Then yeah. it's only like in future episodes you're like, oh, by the way, you you, you love that movie. You can yeah, yeah. process it then. Yeah. So it's a difficult one to judge. So on. at the moment, I'm feeling like. Four star wipes. Well, you heard it here first. Boom! Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Cinema Swirl. This episode was produced by Kevin, it was edited by me, Sam, and the music was also by me. You can vote for our upcoming episodes over at facebook.com forward slash cinema swirl. And as always, you can follow us on Twitter, that's at CinemaSwirl. If you have any questions, queries, comments, please send them on in to CinemaSwirl at gmail.com. That's CinemaSwirl at gmail.com. Don't forget, you can buy t-shirts over at Etsy, just search for CinemaSwirl. You can now buy all the jingles at Bandcamp, that's CinemaSwirl.Bandcamp.com. You can buy a ringtone on iTunes, just search for CinemaSwirl. You can leave a review on iTunes or whatever podcast thing you use. But most of all, just come back next time. See ya! Bye. Sam Kaplan. Nevin.